Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Locked In Podcast. My name is Ani. My name is Tony Romo, and my partner Jim Nance here with me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thankfully, we're getting those two announcers for what is going to be a crazy Super Bowl. The Chiefs and the Bucks, the old guard, the new GOAT. I don't know. This is, I, I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm super excited too. The first time ever that the top two passing offenses in the NFL have been in the Super Bowl. One of the, if not the first time ever, that the Super Bowl is held in the home stadium of one of the teams. And I believe there may be some rain in the forecast, so we will see what is going to happen. But it seems like it will be a fireworks display of offense all across the field. But not to be forgotten, these two teams have great defensive players and great defensive coordinators. And I think overall, it probably will be the best Super Bowl of this decade. It is the only Super Bowl of this decade, but I think it will be. A Super Bowl to be remembered and obviously we saw what happened in the AFC championship two years ago with Brady and Mahomes so we'll see if a game like that can be repeated in this game but real quick Shri I want to hear your thoughts about how we got to the Super Bowl we, we know how we got to the Super Bowl the AFC championship was the Bills versus the Chiefs kind of a regular game if you will the Chiefs handily beat the Bills but the NFC championship Rodgers versus Brady that was a game that was a bit had a bit more excitement, and there was some craziness that happened toward the end of the fourth quarter. Talk me through your thoughts on that call by Matt LaFleur to kick the field goal instead of going for it. I knew when I saw the field goal happening, it was just going to become a Twitter topic. I knew instantly that everyone was going to be on Matt LaFleur roasting the Packers' decision not to go for it. When you know that it is Tom Brady, it is more than that, it's Aaron Rodgers. You have arguably the MVP of the league this season at the goal line and you don't give him a chance to put seven on the board. I, I don't know. Like people praised Matt LaFleur for how he changed the Packers offense post McCarthy. And I think he did ultimately do a good job in terms of revitalizing Rogers, kind of making the Packers a highly, highly relevant NFC team again. But I will never understand that decision. I think it cost the Packers a chance at the Super Bowl, cost Rodgers a chance to add to his legacy, adding more questions to what I don't think was his fault. I don't think Rodgers is the reason they lost that game. I think the Packers played good defense, forced Brady into a lot of turnovers. I think Rodgers ran the offense pretty well for the most part, considering his arguably more limited weapons than what Brady has to work with. And I don't know. It just seemed like a coaching blunder. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think like you needed two two scores there regardless, right? But if you go for it, first off, on the third down play, I thought Aaron Rodgers could have ran it in for a touchdown. Easy money. But he didn't. And, you know, maybe he sees things differently than we see it in the air on the field. I think he could have ran it in. But on fourth down, let's say you go for it and you don't get it. The, the, The Bucks have the ball at like what the three or four yard line. They have to drive down the field like a considerable portion. And it's always better to have your defense playing with the offense backed up where they have no room to work with, right? But instead, if you kick the field goal, they have all this 20, 25 yards to work with. So I think even if you miss the attempt, I think it puts your defense in a better situation to make a stop. So, I mean, that's just my thoughts on it. And I know, like, it was the wrong decision. I don't think it ever was the right decision because this isn't a regular season game. This is a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And... It just didn't end up working out. And it, I feel sad because Aaron Rodgers had an MVP season. I think he will be crowned the NFL MVP 
I'm not sure when that's releasing. Maybe today, later today night. I have no idea. Maybe after the Super Bowl. No idea when that's being releasing because they usually have the award ceremony the day before the Super Bowl. Whatever. Point being, it should have been Rodgers versus Mahomes. Instead, we see Brady versus Mahomes. And again, you said Brady threw three picks against that Packers defense, which isn't the greatest defense, but we'll see how the the Chiefs game plan against Brady. And the crazy thing, right, like you say, the three picks, they all happened in a very short amount of time between interceptions. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't some like, oh, he threw one in the first, threw one in the second late, and like one in the fourth. They happened almost back to back to back. And it felt like a momentum shift after that first interception. Packers couldn't do anything with it. The second pick, I thought, okay, Brady looks off. The Packers defense is playing fantastic. Let's see what Rodgers can do. Nothing happened. I I thought for the most part, Rodgers played a good game. The offense moved the ball. But it was those timely inability to move the ball downfield after turnovers that I think ultimately cost the Packers the game more than that one decision. But I have a question for you quickly before we move on from the Packers-Bucks game. What do you think was a worse managerial slash coaching decision? For our baseball fans, pulling Blake Snell in the sixth inning of a game in which he was absolutely dominating in the World Series or this decision not to go for it on fourth down? I mean, for me, it's this decision just because, as you said, I mean, it is a game six. So, like, there is a chance of a game seven. Right. But this is like the only there's only one game in football. Right. There's only one chance to make it to the Super Bowl. And I think with. Aaron Rodgers, and with the weapons you had, this was the best chance you had to make it to the Super Bowl. And what, this was like the 50 millionth time, not the 50 millionth literally, but this is like, I think the fifth time that Aaron Rodgers has lost in the NFC Championship after making the Super Bowl and beating the Steelers in 2011 or 2010, whatever year that was, right? So like, you've consistently gotten here and you've consistently failed. Even last year, you got here and lost the 49ers. So it's just like, you need to seal the deal, right? You mm-hmm. Like Aaron Rodgers has seen the NFC championship and like walked out the field losing enough times. You need to seal the deal. And this was the play to seal the deal. I think this was, I mean, although it was in the NFC championship compared to the Blake Snell thing was in the world series. I think just because of the gravity of the situation, because it's one, it's like a one shot mom spaghetti situation. And it's just like, you needed to do it and you didn't pull the trigger and it is what it is. So. All right, Eminem, I see you with the reference, but I, I do think the World Series was definitely a do-or-die situation for Tampa, too. Like, it, it, they were down 3-2. I mean, so I know, I think in terms know, but... of gravity of situation, they were similar. But you're right. Like, this was... It just feels like Rodgers has been here so many times, and that Packers team is always on the cusp. And I think one stat says it all. Brady's won as many NFC Championship games as Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. that's just... I don't know what to make of that, but it just shows you that the Packers should have been more than what they have been this decade. Yeah, but now let's move on to the actual preview of the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And, I mean, it's just honestly, like, it could be a pick and people are like, oh, don't bet against Brady. And, you know, for some chance, like, Brady's won most of his Super Bowls. Basically, unless you're the Giants, he's beaten you. So, I don't know. This is a very tricky situation for most people to be in. But I don't know. What do you think about the Super Bowl? Just, like, first thoughts. Um... I think matchup wise, it's phenomenal just because the amount, the sheer amount of offensive talent is ridiculous. Like you have Kansas City, obviously, with Mahomes, who's probably going to finish top three MVP voting. And then you have his playmakers and Travis Kelsey, who had like 1,400 plus yards receiving as a tight end. Just absolutely unheard of. Just, I don't know. And the, the guy opposing him, Rob Gronkowski, obviously a shell of himself, but 
he lay the groundwork for players like Kelsey to truly dominate the tight end position from a receiving standpoint. And then you have guys like Tyreek Hill. You have Tampa Bay's defensive players, Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, Ndamukong Su, Vita Vea, Levante David, Devin White, just a bunch of really good guys at their respective positions. Um, Kansas City's defense has been sneaky good the entire season. I wouldn't consider them an elite unit, but I think they do just enough to let that offense shine and ultimately steal games at the end or put away teams when they need to be put away. But I don't know. Matchup-wise, everyone's going to focus on Brady versus Mahomes as the GOAT versus the guy who could ultimately supplant him. But just, just all around, it's a really intriguing matchup on both sides away from the quarterback position too. No, yeah. I mean, let's just remind ourselves that in the first matchup of these two teams earlier in the season, the the Chiefs won 27 to 24 against the Bucks, but that was the game in which Tyreek Hill had 269 yards and three touchdowns almost all in the first half. He literally had 200 yards and three touchdowns in like the first quarter. And so, I think the the, the two biggest matchups here i think aren't necessarily brady and mahomes because i think that's too obvious but also i think that's ignoring a lot of things i think it's the kansas city secondary or sorry the the kansas city defensive line versus the tampa bay secondary so i think the key with the with, with the buccaneers is really that their offensive line has been phenomenal this year and brady is an older quarterback obviously and he he almost exclusively passes in the pocket right so he needs a strong steady pocket for a couple of seconds to get that ball out. And that's exactly what their offensive line has been providing him courtesy of some great free agent additions, plus a fantastic roster, not roster. Yeah. Roster addition draft pick in Tristan Wirfs, right? He's been phenomenal. Potentially Mm -hmm. could be offensive rookie of the year, if not for Justin Jefferson and my boy, Justin Herbert. Right. But I mean, no (laughs) one's ever going to give offensive rookie of the year to an offensive lineman, but if anybody should, he deserves it. He's been phenomenal. Right. But, I mean, it's really just can the Kansas City defensive line attack the offensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and prevent Tom Brady from having time in the pocket? Because if they can, that is what will lead to Tom Brady throwing interceptions or getting sacked or hurrying up his offense and throwing bad passes. He needs to have time in the pocket. And that's exactly what the Kansas City defensive line needs to focus on is using stunts, using any means necessary. They don't have an Aaron Donald type, type rusher. You know, they do, they do have some people. They have Chris Jones, who is obviously fantastic on that defensive line. But they they, they need to, to really have some good teamwork and some good schemes to exploit some matchups and make sure that they pressure Brady as much as possible. And then on the flip side of that, I like it doesn't matter how good your defensive line is and the defensive line and the linebackers for Tampa Bay are quite good. It really matters about the secondary because Patrick Mahomes can make a play from anywhere on the field, 25 yards behind the line of scrimmage or like right near the out of bounds line. So I really think like that the secondary needs to disguise their coverages and understand what Kansas city is doing and what's happening and how Kansas city uses their weapons and Tyree kill and, um, Travis Kelsey and make sure that they disguise coverages and just defend against the simple sort of standard plays that Kansas City runs every single week that somehow defenses aren't able to stop. But that's the scary thing about the Chiefs offense, right? Like if you play them to beat you deep and set your defensive backs and your your cornerbacks and have them just drop back, 
Kelsey's going to burn you with those intermediate routes and those little 12, 15 yard chunk yardage that just makes the Chiefs offense so dangerous and keeps them moving down the field. But then if you play them to beat you in those intermediate routes and have everyone sort of zone up a little more, but closer to the line, you have Tyreek Hill just burning any corner on the outside. And that's when Mahomes throw those 50-yard, 60-yard deep bombs. And that's how Hill gets those 203 yards in a quarter type of stats. So Kansas City's offense is just scary. They're one of the few teams that can just flip the switch whenever they want and completely take over a game on the offensive side. But when you look at Tampa Bay's offense... There's always one guy in every Super Bowl who who's he's that wild card factor. You just don't know what to expect from him. And aside from the weapons we know, Gronk, Godwin, Evans in the red zone, Antonio Brown, I feel like, is going to play a much larger role than people think. And again, odd considering like he's just been the best receiver in the league for so many years that we're even at this position considering him a wild card factor. But if... Tampa Bay's offense is stalling and they're not getting tight end play. If Evans and Godwin are shut down, you have an all pro. I think he made the NFL. They always do those lists of like the best players of the decade. And Antonio Brown was one of the best receivers of the decade for the NFL list. I, I think he could have a weird game in which he goes for like a hundred, 110 yards, two touchdowns, just plays a vital role. And Similar to what Sammy Watkins did for the Chiefs last year, where in the regular season, he's just kind of so-so and completely elevated his game in the playoffs. So I'm there's, there's so many fun players to watch in the Super Bowl, like on both sides of the ball. So fireworks in all sides of the ball. I 100% agree. I, I have a quick question for you. What is your biggest question mark about Tampa Bay? And what's your biggest question mark about the Chiefs? containing Mahomes outside the pocket because I think we all know Mahomes is fantastic in the pocket makes a lot of plays it's what he does when he's outside that makes the Chiefs offense so dynamic and dangerous like like you said he can make a play from anywhere on the on the field so are they are they going to play sort of a contain where they just pressure him pressure him and don't really try and I, I always like to compare this to like playing flag football like you know after you count seven Mississippis you can rush the quarterback is that the smartest play because at that point the quarterback can run and make stuff happen or do you play more of like a contain so I'm curious to see how the Tampa Bay D-line approaches Mahomes outside the pocket that's my question for the game what no, about you for sure um for me honestly it's my biggest question is with Tampa Bay and it's with Ryan Suckup like we know Harrison Bucker can be an incredibly accurate and reliable kicker like I've seen him make three 50 to 60 yard kicks in a row against the Chargers in the second game of the season. I know Harrison Bucker can make any kick necessary, including the kick to win it all. But Ryan mm-hmm. Suckup hasn't necessarily been at his best this season. And I think of all the pieces with Tampa Bay, their biggest question mark is Ryan Suckup, right? If it comes down to it in the fourth quarter, they need to kick a tie. They need to kick to win. They need to kick to just get a good field position or whatever happens, right? They need to kick to stay in the game. Again, if you're kicking field goals against Kansas City, you're probably losing the game anyways until mm-hmm. the very last second. But can Ryan Suckup step up and make all the kicks he needs to to win? Because any points left on the field against Kansas City, it basically means you're going to lose the game, right? right? So if you miss a kick, if you miss a field goal, which is what happened with the Chargers, then the Chiefs are just going to take advantage, right? So I really think the biggest question mark with Tampa Bay is Ryan Suckup. If he misses a kick, how big of an impact will that have? So I think that's the biggest question mark. And I think that's something to look forward to as well. Just the, the special teams battle. Because both teams have quite good special teams. But now let's go down into the predictions. 
Who do you think is going to win? What do you think the final score is going to be? I'm really conflicted because throughout the years, and I have friends who will never let me hear the end of it, if you bet against Tom Brady, you lose. And every ounce in my body wants to bet against Tom Brady. I'm still going to do it. I'm going to go Chiefs 28 bucks 17. Okay. I'm I'm going with a conservative estimate because realistically this could be like one of those 41-38 games with both players having or both quarterbacks having like 350-yard days, receivers having like 150 plus yards. I don't know. I feel like everything tightens up in the Super Bowl. Offenses are ground to a halt and especially if there's Apparently, weather forecast, 73 degrees, 56% chance of rain, wet field. I have no idea what to expect. Florida is just a crazy place in general. So, who knows? Who's who your knows? MVP I'm then? Who's your MVP? Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Okay. Cool. You? I have the Chiefs winning 40 to 24. And I think wow. Tyreek Hill will be the MVP. I, I really think it's going to be domination from the Chiefs. No offense to Brady. I just think the Chiefs have it figured out and they're not going to stop i think in the regular season game once tyree kill went for like 260 yards in the first half they were just like i right, whatever and the bucks came back and made it a three-point game at the end of the day but i think it's the super bowl you're not going to do that you're going to put your foot on the gas pedal and pedal to the metal never give up until the very end i just don't think the bucks have what it takes to beat the chiefs so well, well there you have it we both bet against tom brady so so, so some us Real quick prop the... bets. Real quick prop bets, okay? Yes, yes. What song do you think The weekend is going to sing first? Okay, do you think it's going to be Blinding Lights, Save Your Tears, Pray For Me, Can't Feel Your fa- Can't Feel My Face, or Other? Oh, I think there's going to be some sort of Chadwick Boseman, Pray For Me sort of tribute. Interesting. I think Interesting. I'm going at that angle. Rest in peace, the late, great Chadwick Boseman, missed by all. I think Pray For Me is going to go first. Okay. I think it's going to be, you know what? Now that you said that, I can't unthink it. So 100% agree. Okay. But heads or tails? Opening coin toss. Heads. Always heads. Always heads. Always heads. Always heads. Now, and just real quick. Okay. Okay. What? I'm scared. (laughs) This is really stupid. I don't even even want to know. National Anthem. Do you think it's going to be over or under 119.5 seconds? Oh, um, who's doing the anthem? Two people I've never heard of. Who? Um, T. Uh, Jay Sullivan and Eric Church. I don't know. I guess they're country singers. I don't really listen to that. Oh type well, of country. if they're if they're country, um, dude. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over. You're gonna go over. Okay, I'm gonna go over. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be. I think the halftime show is gonna be crazy because last time there was rain. In a halftime show in Florida, like what happened? The Prince thing happened, right? And that was just crazy. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, maybe the weekend will just go off at Ella. I love the weekend too. So, you know, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good halftime show. I think it'll be a, a fantastic five hour event that I'm very glad Joe Buck will not be involved in. That oh is, oh my God. Jim Nance and Tony Romo announcing this game is the best thing that could 100%. happen for football fans. Okay. Also, real quick, real can quick. We, can big we wait three. quickly? Wait, 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 before you go to your big three, can we talk about how this is basically a home game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? No, it, it, like, it is a home game. What do you mean like, they're when playing is, in their when home When has that stadium? ever happened in Super That's Bowl never history. happened. I mean, so the 49ers played um, in the Bay Area, but they played in Stanford Stadium when they oh, beat well, the Bengals counts. in the 1980s, I believe. 
So, but this is the first time ever that there's actually been a team that's played the Super Bowl in their home stadium. That's pretty ridiculous. But I'm just wondering, on a side tangent, rankings of the the big three broadcasters. So it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, Jim Nance, and Tony Roma, and and um, Chris Collinsworth, Al Michaels, and Al Michaels. What do you think? I'm gonna have to go Nance and Romo one. Mm-hmm. Al Michaels, Collinsworth two. Okay, and then anything with Joe Buck last. Same. Okay, I just think Joe Buck is honestly. The most boring announcer in sports. I don't mind him for baseball. I mean, be yeah, because honest. you want to fall asleep while watching baseball. I understand that. No, but like he does have some. No, he actually awesome is a good baseball announcer. Like he actually baseball. is a good baseball announcer. But okay, my whole thing is you have Gus Johnson, who is my favorite announcer personally, right? Right. Crazy. And like whenever he announces any Texas game, it's amazing. He usually does the Red River Rivalry too. You have mm. him on Fox. And on like Saturdays, he's doing like the Fox, like college football, the biggest game on Fox. Just put him in on the NFL games. Any of them it doesn't have to be the primary one. But like, why? Like, remember in the back in the day when Gus Johnson used to announce football? Like, he actually brings excitement. Like Joe Buck yeah. is like, oh, and Mahomes throws the ball. Tyree Kill uh, catches it's, it's like, the ball. No, it's like what a catch from what Tyree a catch Kill. from Tyree Kill. Just like standard uh, phrases, just nothing exciting. That play when Rodgers threw that ball on a line. And the NFC championship game against the, or in the NFC divisional game against the Cowboys in like, in Jerry world. Remember like the out of bounds play where he just threw the ball right. and we were like, Oh, is that a catch? Like mm-hmm. that was the most bland of the craziest mm-hmm. play I've ever seen. Most bland announcing by Joe Buck ever possible. So thank you CBS. And also for those of you listening, if you want to watch the game in Spanish, it's on ESPN Deportes. So make sure you check that out. Yeah. I find Spanish broadcasts are also quite jovial Fantastic. and exciting exactly also, yeah I, commentators for spanish broadcasts just know what they're doing infinitely more energy they know what they know what's up exactly but i mean that's all i have do you have anything else um not honestly not really this is i'm excited for this game i hope it's not like my final score i hope it's something crazy like like i don't know 41 38 just some insanely down to the last play type of game which i want for every game but especially the super bowl um yeah i got nothing cool I, I have nothing to other than just enjoy the game, stay safe, um, try to just, you know, not to hang out with too many people. Don't go to a 50,000 person party. Um, I don't know. Hey, don't go to the, don't go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to the, don't, don't go to Florida in general, but also especially now. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Other than that, just have fun, watch the game, eat some guacamole, I guess, and <laughs> stay safe and wash your hands. Wash your hands, people. Peace. <laughs>